As we got a uh, heat warning for most of the uh, listening area. Currently in Toronto, uh, 29 feels more like you don't want to know. Actually feels <laughs> more like uh, 32, 33 degrees. But uh, it is just uh, hot everywhere. Uh, London as well, uh, 30 degrees uh, right now. And it's uh, feeling uh, more like uh, 33, uh, 34. So the humidity uh, certainly has got its grasp on us. And again, the uh, heat here in the uh, second day of uh, summer is the big headline, the big story. And also, uh, sadly, we're also hearing stories once again of dogs being left in hot vehicles, in hot cars. Why this continues to happen summer after summer, year after year, time after time, is beyond uh, anyone's comprehension, really. But uh, let's get to Cliff the Vet, our good friend in here on that and a, a few other uh, stories on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Hey there, Cliff. Good afternoon. Hey, Jeff. How's it going? Well, not too bad, thanks. But uh, we are getting uh, reports uh, this week of uh, dogs being left once again in hot vehicles, which is uh, obviously just uh, so dangerous when the temperature uh, gets this uh, high. Uh, I know you've done a uh, video that has uh, really kind of gone viral and got a lot of reaction about uh, just how hot a car can get. Yeah, and I got to say, this this frustrates me so much, and it happens every single spring across North America, or now we're in the summer, which is why I did this video. I did it three or four years ago, and I essentially locked myself in a car for 30 minutes. I had the windows down a little bit. It was only 24 degrees, and it was kind of breezy, so I was sort of trying to find a time where it didn't feel that hot. And it was the hardest 30 minutes I've ever done um, within about... 15, 20 minutes, the inside temperature exceeded 50 degrees. My heart rate doubled. It went from 60 to 120. I was soaked in sweat. And again, dogs cannot sweat. So they they just overheat so much. And, and basically the PSA was just don't do it. There's no reason. Don't do it, even if it's for five minutes because stuff happens. And you're talking about the life of your animal here. Is that why this continually happens and this is continually a story is because uh, people uh, as well-being as they might be, they just think, I'm just going here just for, for two minutes. I'll only just uh, be a second. And to your point, time sometimes gets away from you. And all of a sudden that to two minutes, which is probably two minutes too long anyways, ends up being maybe uh-huh. a 10 or 15. And as you mentioned, being in that hot car for 15 had a significant physical effect on you. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say 99% of the people don't don't mean to test and 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 take it seriously and then make a mistake, right? But uh, that's why I just say you just leave your pet at home. Um, and you know, it's important to think to to remind the listeners though that even if your dog is okay, even if it ends up only being five or ten minutes and they're a little bit uncomfortable and there's no extra sort of no chronic effects. It, it causes anxiety. It causes separation anxiety. It causes your dog to be afraid of the car uh, or afraid of people who are waving at the dog or maybe tapping on the window. There's just, there's just no benefit. And I mean, your dog loves coming for you, coming in, in a car ride with you. Um, but so just, just take them for a car ride. Don't, don't run errands at the same time. Just, just don't do it. There's no reason. Yeah, some of those uh, effects that you felt, Cliff, uh, your heart rate increasing, sweating, which I guess, uh, you know, dogs pant, they don't uh, sweat. Uh, these are similar. I mean, you're obviously a, a human, a human being, but what you felt uh, physically is similar to what a dog would feel in that situation? Yeah, but to a much lesser extent. So I first tried to do it while wearing a sweater to kind of uh, mimic having a fur coat. That didn't last very long. I couldn't keep the sweater on for more than 10 minutes. 
Um, and again, I did sweat, so it was able to kind of cool me off a little bit. And I also had the knowledge of sitting still and not getting anxious. And dogs don't have that. As they start to feel hot, they're going to jump around, jump around, and, and, and overheat their body even more. And eventually, they basically become so lethargic that they can no longer pant properly. They can no longer, they don't have the knowledge of getting into the shade behind the seat. And uh, it, it, can, it can kill them. They can have seizures and eventual cardiac arrest easily within 30 minutes of being in that car, without a doubt. And that's assuming, you know, you don't get to them soon enough. If you get to them at maybe 15 or 20 minutes later, um, you still have, may have caused permanent kidney damage. So um, what I felt was a fraction, and it was still unbearable for me. I had to leave after 30 minutes. So for a dog, it's just going to be torture. All right, just finally on this, Cliff, uh, what is your advice to somebody that comes upon a dog who's in a hot vehicle or a hot car? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, if the dog looks like it's having any sort of uh, a stress, if I were to look around, I'm not going to tell your listeners to do this because it's illegal, but I would break the window and get the dog out. Now, if you end up seeing a dog that is, uh, or your own dog is suffering from heat stroke or hyperthermia, you have to get it wet. Get it wet, run some cold water over it. Do not pack its belly or, you know, around the legs with ice. That's something that people think you should do. It can actually cause some vascular abnormalities and cause shock. You basically got to soak them down, get them to drink. And even if you think the dog is okay, go see a veterinarian. Because if there has been some organ damage or kidney damage, a day of IV fluids is going to save that dog's life down the road. So get them cooled off, get them in the shade, get some, some air blowing on them with a fan or a breeze and get them wet so that they can sort of cool off naturally and get them to the vet ASAP. Joined by Cliff the Vet. Cliff, on a much different note, but still involving dogs, also wanted to ask mm-hmm. you about this a story that is starting to go viral. This is out of Kansas, where uh, Jeremy and Sarah Henson, they recently went on vacation. They took a trip to Las Vegas, so they decided, you know what? We're going to take our dog, we're going to take a Dexter, drop him off at the nearby pet hotel, all well and good, Mm -hmm. until uh, Dexter decided, you know what, I don't like the pet hotel, and Dexter actually (laughs) escaped the pet hotel, made his way all the way back home, Cliff, and we only know this because they had one of those uh, ring doorbells with the uh, camera. Somehow Dexter activates that, and all of a sudden uh, Jeremy is uh, talking to Dexter through the ring uh, doorbell, trying to calm him down. Uh, What was your reaction when you saw this video? Um, I wasn't surprised. There have been a lot of stories of of cats and dogs uh, traveling even across country when they've been lost or have been lost and then adopted in another country and then run away and will cross the entire state's Uh, United States to the other side and find their way home. How do they do it? We have no idea. But it it reminds me of like baby turtles. I used to do some work with a turtle rescue and you'd release these baby turtles and you had to let them walk from their nest where they hatch all the way to the ocean because they have this internal GPS. We don't know if it works with the moon or the sun or the tides. But they need to do that so that 10 years later, this sea turtle will return to the exact same beach. And if you pick them up out of the nest and move them to another beach and release them in another beach, they will then return to that new beach. So 
animals have some sort of crazy GPS, mm -hmm. way better than the GPS I have in my car. And, <laughs> and they're just amazing. They're just amazing creatures. So don't leave them in the car. They're too smart for that. <laughs> and Dexter, by the way, it's pretty remarkable. He found his way back home. But uh, what does this uh, tell us, him escaping the uh, pet hotel? Did, did he just miss his family? He missed his people? I think so. I think you got, he just, he's just like, why am I here? Just take me home. That's where my bed is. I think nice. they need to install like a little paw print sort of security thing that scans the paw print so that Dexter can come in, uh, come in his, on his own. I think he's smart enough to learn that if he touches the little security pad and it'll detect his paw, it'll, it'll open the door for him. So let's just hope he knows how to clean up after himself afterwards. Right. <laughs> An incredible, incredible story. Incredible. Hey, listen, before we let you go, I understand uh, you are heading back to Ukraine to help animals again. Uh, tell us uh, about what's going on there. Yeah, I'm going to be leaving in about four weeks, July 19th. And as long as right now there's some increased shelling in, in Kharkiv, which is where I plan to go. Um, and obviously, if it's at the same intensity in a month, I'll be working in, in Kiev and Lviv instead. But I have, uh, I have faith in the Ukrainian army that they're going to be able to push the Russians back a little bit. There's a rescue there that has a field hospital ready for me uh, or any veterinarian who wants to volunteer there. They have all the supplies. They have over 300 dogs requiring uh, medical attention, and they've rescued over 2,000 in the last couple of months. They actually work with the military who pulls these dogs out of uh, abandoned buildings and then brings it to them. So they just need a veterinarian, and that's where I come in. I'm going to be there for two weeks, uh, God willing. The, uh, the It's a little bit safer than it is right now. All right. Well, listen, uh, travel safe. Appreciate you and everything you do for our furry friends, uh, Cliff, and we'll uh, talk soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeff. You bet. There's our buddy Cliff the Vet. And we're back after a break here on the Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.